irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to all of you today to All Things Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Tahir. Today is episode 251. Sometime it's hard to believe that I have been doing this for so long. It's obviously a passion and a delight of mine. I have met so many wonderful people as a result of doing this podcast. And I really appreciate the recent emails and reviews. And I encourage you to please take a moment to go to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you are listening to All Things Therapy and give me a a written review and a star rating. That is the kind of metric that gets podcasts boosted up in the rankings and gets it sent out to more people. So it's really important for this show and any podcast you like to do that for us. I actually spent the last two weeks going through a list of about 50 podcasts that I really appreciate. And I took time to do a written review for every one all of those podcasts that I have been a guest on that I've enjoyed. And it took some time, but it really makes such a big difference. So I encourage you to do that for me, do that for this show. If you enjoy what is coming out of my mouth and my guest's mouth, All Things Therapy, you can find it everywhere. And as well as support the Patreon campaign I have going on, I recently revamped all of it to offer you For instance, half-price sessions, a free session, depending on your contribution level, audiobook downloads, and things I want to offer you at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. It's a really great website for other creatives who are podcasters, who are artists, who are authors. Check out, I bet your favorite podcasts probably have a Patreon campaign page. So check them out there. And lastly, find me online at nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. That's my website where you can schedule sessions with me by Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, and phone. I have worked with people all over the world. I love being a therapist. I've been a licensed clinical social worker for over 20 years, and I'm really excited to offer now my book that came out about six months ago, endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. It has to do with deep self-forgiveness based upon finding empathy for ourselves and really softening the judgments that we have towards ourselves and the criticisms and the, the myth that that's how we change through being hard and punitive with ourselves. That might provide short lasting results because we're afraid of consequences, but it doesn't promote deep change within us like empathy does. So please find the link to my book at NOLA Therapy, as well as on Instagram at NOLA Therapy and Facebook at NOLA Therapy. I post 
uh, you know, a lot of stuff that I like really represent the t- all of who I am. I'm an amateur athlete. I was a fitness instructor, a podcaster, obviously, author, artist. And so I try to share bits of that on my social media to connect with you. So I'd love to meet you there at NOLA Therapy. And um, before I bring my guest on, who's actually a real personal, personal connection and love for me, I want to do my ad spots to get them out of the way. Um, So again, therapy can be costly. And one of my long-term sponsors is betterhelp.com. And it might seem odd that I'm promoting another therapy platform, but I would love for therapy to be accessible to everyone. And for those of you that are on a budget or, or have a hard time believing that maybe therapy is helpful for you, BetterHelp is a great HIPAA compliant website. They offer you 10% off your first month to try them out. I have been a therapist on their platform several years ago and check out everything they offer to you, video sessions and phone sessions at betterhelp.com forward slash ATT. So that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy to take that 10% off and check them out. Additionally, I love audiobooks. My book is on Audible. I am the narrator. I spent over 20 hours in a tiny studio recording for you. And it was actually one of the most favorite things I've done. It was so intense to be in that studio. And I'd love you to have my book on audible.com. And as my sponsor, they will give you a free audiobook download and check them out at audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy, as well as Amazon Music is my affiliate. They will give you three months free of downloadable music, over 70 million songs. Go to getamazonmusic.com forward slash A-T-T. Okay, with all of that out of the way, y'all, it's really a pleasure to have my guest Prem Glidden on today. I've told you often, I've been a therapist for over 20 years. I've also been in therapy as a client for a really large portion of my life. And I came to a place where I felt disempowered with telling the old story, the old traumas, you know, reliving viscerally those feelings of disempowerment. And life led me to Prem Glidden who's my guest today. She is an international love, life, and relationship coach. She has been my personal coach and transformative healer. She has supported hundreds, I would say if not thousands of men and women all over the world to help release those painful patterns of the past and really help you begin to develop the narrative of the new story of who you want to become and then actually stepping into those shoes and becoming that person. And I'm just delighted today to share with you her new book. It is called Opening to Possibility, Becoming Available to Love and Be Loved. It's an Amazon best-selling book right now. And you can find Prem at premglidden.com. And uh, Prem, just welcome. Hi, Lisa. Thank you. It's so lovely to be here with you and lovely to see you. You're welcome. You were a guest a couple of years ago before you wrote this book, but I know the book has been in the works for at least three years and it's finally birthed out (laughs) to us, for us. 
And, you know, I know a lot about your history. I know in, in some other interviews, you've talked about your personal journey. I'd really like to get into this book and what it offers people. So I wonder if you can share with us, like who you wrote this book for and what inspired you to do this? You know, what inspired me? Actually, uh, a client that one of the first clients that I ever worked with, who herself was um, very successful in many areas of her life, and yet so confused as to why she could not seem to create the kind of love and partnership in her life. And through our work together, she was able to make those inner shifts that you were talking about. She was Mm -hmm. able to begin to tell a new story and then align with that new story. And over the years, she herself, she lives in Norway. She was always said to me, because she's a writer and director, Mm-hmm. And now has become a coach herself and has said to me, you know, someday, you know, when because she found her beloved and she had even had a daughter at almost 45 years old, she said, I, you know, we have to tell this story. And I was already so inspired myself because that's why I began to do this work, because I yes. was I got it. <laughs> I always say I'm kind of a miracle. That's why I get what's possible for everybody else. So, yes. So she actually approached me with the idea of breaking down our work together, her story and how, what I taught her, how I responded to her to be from looking for love in all the wrong places to Mm -hmm. actually becoming available, right? The inside job, the inner journey to love and be loved. So really I, you know, I will give her that credit. She kind of approached me and it just was such a yes. I just thought, you know, that is a wonderful idea to, because I want to share, you know, share this with everyone I can. Yes. Because I get the pain of feeling stuck and not knowing how to close that gap between where you are and really what you really desire to create. You know, and that's one of the things I had jotted down to talk to you about, Prem, is we are where we are and we have these dreams and visions and imaginations and hopes, I would even say, of, of where we want to be. How can we close that gap? Well, you know, and how do we it, live in that gap even yeah. as, as it's becoming? <laughs> well, you know, I think it does begin with just being real about where you are, right? Without shame, without blame, you know, really the, you know, the act of shaming ourselves or blaming ourselves, you know, we all, I used to call her my judge Judy. We all have such a harsh mm-hmm. inner critic, like you spoke about in your introduction. And yeah. You know, and really that kind of tends to be worse than the actual where we are, you know. And so it's letting go of these old strategies and ways of being that do not foster growth. So it begins with really just kind of saying, okay, here's where I am and here's what I'm feeling. And sometimes it does take help because many of us are not trained. We're so trained to focus outwardly, to be really good. We get very, very good at strategizing who we need to be by other people and what we think they need from us, who they think we think they want us to be. So some of it is just getting real and being able to have someone support you and getting clear about where, what do I honestly feel? What is the story where, you know, it's like, I always vision a tapestry and like, what's my tapestry? Because I think when you know that life happens through you and you can get clear without guilt or shame, like, oh, okay, this makes sense. In a world where I believe that I wasn't worthy or I wasn't good enough or I wasn't safe, well, of course, 
of course, I created relationships from, from that center. And right. I chose people who validated my story. So, so you begin to close your gap, really, by first getting real, creating a, a relationship with you, where you start to get clear about where you are and understanding where you've been, because where you've been doesn't impact where you're going unless you keep bringing it into your now. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. So, you know, and I'm thinking, Prem, you talk a lot about, and you spoke to me about when we were working together about how we are the source of our experiences. And it's a way to shift from feeling victimized, feeling disempowered to empowerment. Can you talk to us about that? How I am the source of this experience that I'm having? What am I believing that's giving away my power possibly? Because I think there's so much richness there. You know, absolutely. See, here's the thing. If you feel like life is happening to you. There's no, there's no possibility in that because you're kind of, you're kind of like, I always say, you're kind of like that bag in the wind, right? And so you're, you're subject to others and other situations. And it doesn't mean that life doesn't happen, but when it's realizing that life happens through you and you're able to begin to see yourself as a source of your experience. Again, as I said, not from a place of shame or blame, from a place of yes, liberation, because me, I can do something about it. <laughs> Can't yeah. control all those others. You know, so when you think your solution is to happiness, to feeling better, is that someone has to change or something has to change outside you. Yeah. You're so powerless because you cannot control that. And it doesn't mean that people don't behave badly. Sure, they do. But it's understanding that your solution, your connection to your own empowerment is beginning to see yourself as source, to begin to see, okay, there is possibility for change because I understand. I'm beginning to understand, well, what have I been believing? Believing that other people, their needs matter more than mine. Or I'm not safe in the world because, you know, because others can't be trusted. And sure, there are some that can't be trusted, but not all, right? And so it's starting to see the world through the lens of the adult because, see, we create from where we're identified, right? And so when you're identified in that, you know, some of these younger centers, these younger strategies, she doesn't have the ability, to do it differently. And so as the adult, it's starting to understand, okay, yes, you know, I get that I have formed relationships from a place of not believing I was worthy. And so I chose people who were more than happy to validate that for me. And and you see the strategies, right, that come from that. When you believe you're not worthy, you get really good at disappearing yourself you get really good at never feeling like you, you know, need, if you have, you know, needs or feelings or I'm a burden. So I have to keep small. And then we set ourselves up to feel disappointed. So self is source to me is, is the, is a key. It's a, it's, it's a key to liberation because then you say, okay, me, I can do something about me. I can begin to shift me. I can, I can control. I can begin to grow when I focus on me. Well, and what you're talking about is truly sourcing from intrinsic, from from inside of yourself, intrinsic sourcing versus extrinsic sourcing to be like very therapisty about it. But it's really about, you know, we tend to act and and 
react uh, rather to say how others are treating us instead of being the source of that. Like I can always choose to, you know, behave, to behave well, to be well, to be kind because I'm kind, not because someone else is being kind to me, to really be the source of our experience, like to be who we are truly, regardless of the person in front of us that we're interacting with, because that's who I'm choosing to be. And then how they respond or react really is just a reflection of them. It's not a reflection of who we are. And that was really helpful to separate and working with you, like the stories we make about ourselves and about life because of how someone treats us, you know, we tend to think we're not important if someone doesn't call back or text back or want to spend time with us. But truly, it's a reflection of them. Like they don't have the skills possibly to to reply or maintain that kind of connection. But it's not a reflection of our value and worth. Can you talk to us some more about that? Absolutely. You know, it, it's because you begin to realize who other people are being is always information about them. But see, yeah. the, there's a, the key piece is, is where you're centered, because when you are centered in knowing that I live in a friendly universe, I live in a universe that has my back, then it could even mean I'm obviously being loved and protected here because this person must not be my person because my person would treat me with respect. My mm-hmm. person you know, again, it's all a story. Somebody could, who knows what could be happening in somebody's life. But in the end, as you said, we always have a choice of that story. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but, and when you begin to center, to me, part of the work that I do is I always say, you know, we're changing your set point mm. because that's a big piece of it to change your set point, to know that because life's going to happen, right? People are going to do what they do. Life's going to happen. What's the filter? Where am I centered in in really thinking about, like you said, somebody I wanted to get in touch with me doesn't get in touch. Well, at that point, it's kind of all a story. You don't know. Right. You don't know. And so it's realizing, but in a world where, you know, I know life's got my back. Let me kind of come back to the adult. Let me kind of breathe for a minute and get centered because then as the centered adult, I might reach out. I might say, you know, I didn't hear back. Are you just, are you not interested in continuing our conversation? Or, have you, or are you okay? Yeah, you're Someone, able to inquire. At, yeah, exactly. You're able to do inquire. But the other piece I think is so important is beginning to know that how you feel is information for you. It's, you know, I, it's, it's that inner guidance system. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talk about that in the book, you know, that, that relationship with your own guidance to begin to form and reform really trust with yourself to know that when you feel a negative emotion, when you feel triggered in any way, your first step is not to try to get a story, figure out a story that decide if it's right or wrong. The first step has to be to stop and say, okay, what's going on? What am I feeling? What am I feeling? What's going on here? What am I believing right now? Because you don't want to make that phone call. You don't want to write that text or send that email from that part of you. Because as we, you know, as we all do it and we've all done it, it never goes well. Right. right? And so it's realizing this is about how do I create the win-win in my life and tools. And, And we all need tools. We're not taught, right, that if I feel something, 
that doesn't feel good when I think about, say, I th I'm thinking about a story. I'm thinking about, well, gosh, I'm, you know, they didn't call. So that means, you know, I'm obviously going to be, I'm always going to be alone. Mm. I'm never going to be chosen. Right. And huh, how does that feel in your body? Well, it feels pretty it's bad. Good. Yeah. It feels horrible. And what, it, what you begin to realize is that's not because it's true. It's right. because your inner being, right? You're guided to say, no, <laughs> that is not true. You're exactly. looking at that in a way that is not serving you, that is not aligned with your truth. And it takes a while. It's a journey. But as you learn, you know, to me, it's tools. It's learning with tools that, you know, once you say, okay, it sounds great to here's where I am and here's where I want to be. How do I close that gap? Well, some of it is learning skills. Some of it is learning development. We were never taught. It's having tools in that tool belt that you decide, I'd rather feel good than be right. Yes. Right? That's a big one, isn't it? It is. Well, and to really think about, I've had to think a lot, Prem, about what that means because it's been confusing. Sometimes, depending on the family you grew up in, if you were always really criticized and kind of had to defend yourself, you really learned, I think, that being happy is being right, because that's when you were validated. That's when you were seen. And in my family, that was the case. There was a lot of meeting expectations and benchmarks and, you know, performing above the bar in whatever ways that was, you know, demonstrated to my siblings and I. So it's like I had to really unwire and rewire what it means to be happy and being right, because that's such a cliche, you know, that do you want to be happy or be right? But if you really think about what that means, it might be a little different for everyone, because being happy for me now is more about leaning towards forgiveness, leaning towards compassion and understanding, and that most people are really trying to do the best that they can. And when you reach yes. out with curiosity instead of judgment, like, hey, sweetie, are you, how are you doing? Like, you know, I thought I might hear back from you like a hundred percent of the time it's met with like love and openness and like, oh my gosh, like, you know, there's something going on there. And then you open the door for communication and connection versus putting someone on the defensive or you yourself feeling on the defensive. So I think the self-soothing that you were referencing early in this emotional regulation piece, when we're triggered to really self-soothe and regulate that reactivity from the fight, flight, or freeze perspective yes. and stance. Can you talk to us some more about that? You know, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's always that first piece because, you know, you can't really have a healthy relationship with anyone else until you have one with yourself. Yeah. And, and you know, this compassion and forgiveness that you, you were so beautifully sharing about, it has to, you know, we're, we're, for many of us, we're very good at giving that to others. And we're not very good at giving it to ourselves. And to me, that's that piece where you decide that you're going to give yourself the love and compassion and caring that you're so good at giving others, that you're going to give yourself a break, that you're going to stop expecting yourself to be perfect and that's okay. And learning that when you feel something that doesn't feel good, that the first step is to just take a moment and be present. You know, what am I feeling? And yeah. rather, you know, one of the most brilliant things that was ever said to me by one of my mentors is, you know, she said, you keep rejecting the part of you that's felt rejected her whole life. Oh, and I thought, wow. oh my God, you're so right. I hated her. I hate that part of me that was whiny. And because I was successful, I was a yoga teacher. I was had a business. And then there was this part of me when I got in relationships with 
with men, when I got in intimate relationships, I didn't recognize me and I didn't, and I didn't understand why I, it just felt so like who I needed to be. It, it was so compelling. And I didn't understand that I needed, that there was a part of me. There was a part of me that felt rejected when this person wanted to go to the gym rather than spend time with me uh, or go play volleyball rather than spend time with me, that there was a part of me and it wasn't so that the first piece was for me to listen to her, for me to say, honey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Sweetheart, what are you feeling? And realize, you know, it's, it's, we're really, you're the one that you're little ones are needing it, it's not you know it's always an inside job you know yes. and, and we, we make other people our source and we don't know it we make them the source of our happiness we make them the source of our value we make them the source of our safety and we don't realize that that's just such a, such a setup to be disappointed because even in you know i am now in a very lovely marriage you know i got married again last year at the age of 67 yes. and and even in the healthiest of relationships, this person is not my source. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they make me happy. Yes, they are a safe place to be. And absolutely, that is part of being in a healthy relationship. But you, when you make someone else your source, you set them up to fail you because no one is ever going to get that right all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's such opportunity to like, I've been on that journey to really source from myself and my spiritual beliefs and and just things in my life that bring me such meaning and value and that everyone else like augments that and like magnifies it and makes it better. But I'm the one like leading that show, directing that flow of energy and such. And it's been like freeing to, you know, people can be who they are and I'm going to be happy no matter what, because that's my choice to be happy. And it's not based upon what they do or they don't do because like, that just doesn't matter. We're, you know, like free to be ourselves and and to really still love them and love myself no matter what is just like absolutely liberating in my life. You know, absolutely. And, and then it comes down to that. You have a choice. You know, you can love somebody, but make a choice that they're not, that that you don't choose to have them. You know, I always say we have our A-tier people and our B-tier people and our right. C, you know, and it doesn't mean they're going to be on your A-tier because some people, right, because there's things that you do deserve to have in a healthy relationship. You do deserve to feel a mutual sense of respect, a sense of, of trust, a sense of feeling heard, that there's honesty, that there is a sense of being supported for who you are, right? And so it's, it's because I think sometimes that is confusing for people, you know, and I find, especially with those of us who, you know, are very committed to our spiritual path, to know that loving somebody else doesn't leave you out. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was a big one for me. I mean, we've not taught that. And when I, you know, and to what that means, that, yeah. That love doesn't mean sacrificing yourself. That love sometimes means knowing who that person is and and seeing them. You know, it's like not seeing them as broken, but seeing them in their magnificence and but then allowing them to be who they choose to be and knowing that you have a choice, that you have a choice, who you choose to be in relationship who, with, who you choose to be in your age here, that you are the architect. Yeah. Which is your life. Absolutely. Prem. Where do you want to go next in this conversation? 
I have a list of questions, but I just want to check in with you and see what's coming up. Yeah, you know, I, I just love what we're talking about because I think, again, you know, everyone wants to be, you know, in healthy relationship and, and wants to understand, you know, what are some of the keys? So, you know, maybe I what I'd love to do is maybe share about that. You know, we talked about a couple of them. We talked about having a relationship with you. And, and one thing I want to talk about in that is I really encourage meditation. I really encourage practicing habits that support you in that, you know, it's a journey, not a destination. And, you know, I, you know, I, my friend and I used to jerkingly call each other the onion sisters, right? Cause there was always another layer. Yes. <laughs> because we're on a journey. Yeah. And so it, but you, it's supporting yourself in creating a new momentum because often if we're in a place where we feel a little stuck and in often, of course, when people come to me, they're reaching out for coaching because that's how they feel. They're feeling a little stuck right. and there's a gap between. And, and to me, it's just knowing, OK, you just have some momentum practicing, practicing of storytelling, practicing of habits, practicing of thoughts. And it does take a little time. And so I always encourage, well, let's start to talk about what can you begin to incorporate Mm. into your life, things, and and, and certainly, even if it's 15 minutes, to just begin to practice relaxing your mind, you know, just clearing your mind. There's so many wonderful apps. Insight Timer is one that I use. You know, there's many that guide it. You can time it and put on music, but just to start to incorporate habits that support you in cultivating the future. That you are. People that I'm sure that are listening, you know, most of us, we have this desire to create healthy relationships in our lives, to create a future that we are lit up by and that we're in. And so yes. it's knowing, okay, what are some of the ways of being that support me? So things like meditation, things like listening to teachers mm-hmm. that inspire you that when you listen they remind you of the truth of who you are you know a gratitude journals are just wonderful just little things like that sometimes I I said to a client the other day even if it's just I can still see you know (laughs) some days you're just not going to find it but you know I can still see I can still hear doesn't matter it's not about bsing you know it's a vibrational universe it is. So it's not about making up things. And, you know, you can say an affirmation all day long. If you don't believe it, it isn't going to do a whole lot of good for you. Mm-hmm. So it's finding what what can I find to be grateful for today, even if it's a little hard to reach for it, reach for what, three things that, you, you know, that you at the end of the day that you can find. It seems small, but what happens is it starts to shift. Your focus. Your center, exactly. Yes, where your vibration or your set point is. It shifts your set point. And suddenly you're, because see, the problem is for most people is that you can't see solution when you're focused on the problem. Mm -hmm. That's physics, right? Einstein said that. So you've got to find little ways to reach for that thought that feels a little better, little things. I mean, you know, I mean, you know that I love the Abraham Hicks work and the children. I would spend, I remember years where I'd spend hours in the tub (laughs) listening until I felt the release because 
you, what I know and what I knew is that you cannot, you don't, it's not that there aren't solutions, but you don't have access to them when you're in the problem. And so people feel like I, I'm in quicksand. I can't see anything. And I always reassure them. It's not that there's not solutions. It's just that you can't see them when you're centered and looking at the problem. So our goal is how do we help you begin to find that little bit of relief, find that reach for that thought that just feels maybe a little bit better. And suddenly, I mean, I find this all the time with clients. Suddenly they start out with just how nothing's working. And as we begin to shift the energy, it's like, oh, wow, well, actually yesterday I had a great walk with somebody and I've met a new friend that, you know, when they didn't even, couldn't even remember that mm-hmm. when we first started talking. So it's, it's just realizing, right? Putting habits into your life that support that and you know we talked about letting go of the victimization but and let you know caring more about how you feel than being right but also being willing to see other perspectives you know i think as an adult right because when we're a child it's very black and white right it's like okay you either love me or you hate me but as an adult it's beginning to know that you can allow other perspectives without losing yours that you can be open to honoring and respecting other people's perspectives without losing your own perspective, right? It's like as an adult, because in any relationship, there's going to be other perspectives. And and I always say, you know, it's not the differences that matter. It's if you can negotiate them. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, from going back to a moment ago, when you, when you said letting go of victimization, I really like how you spoke it earlier that letting go of victimization is truly about embracing that part of ourselves ourselves instead of trying to shut him or her up or or criticize them or like hide them away to really deeply love and ask like what do you need because those parts of ourselves that are needy that are like you know, just screaming to be seen and heard often in ways that might push, have pushed people away. Like those are the most important parts of ourselves to be compassionate towards. And so I think, you know, in this thought, even of like letting go of that part of ourselves, it's really about deeply embracing these parts of ourselves and being willing to see them from a different perspective, from truly meeting that need that was never met. If those needs were met, they that part of us wouldn't be crying out. Can you say just a little more about like soothing that part so that listeners are really clear? It's not about disowning or compartmentalizing or you know shutting down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's honoring because when you're little, if you don't get your needs met and and you've decided, well, you know, when you're young, you have no ability to make empowered meaning. You clear, you know, it must be be that I must not be enough, or I must not be worthy, or I must not be lovable. And so you can understand, because believe me, I get it. You know, people say to me, I mean, that that's that pull to try to get it from somebody else's, it's real. Yeah. It's not about making yourself wrong. That part of you really feels that she either gets love from that person, or she is never going to be loved again. You know, mm-hmm. that's very real. And so it's realizing as the adult, you know, I, I love the imagery of almost, you know, you know, I love doing the parts work, but also sometimes I like the imagery of just imagining that you you have a board of directors and, and each one, right? And sometimes a board, there's a board member that feels really desperate, really anxious, really upset, and is knowing, but you're the chairman of the board. 
So you are able, right? And so you, but you, you're going to listen because as the chairman, you're like, okay, talk to me, right? Be with her. Like, okay, honey, what's going on? It's realizing because that it's really you that she's needing. It's you that she needs to listen. And so when you stop and you say, okay, angel, and, and a very important piece of that is you've got to, you've got to anchor first mm-hmm. because it's only the adult you that can hold that little one, you know, and, and that's where it gets confusing sometimes because we are so used to identifying with the feelings, with the emotions of the young one. And what you have to realize is you, then, then you're not the adult that she needs. So it's taking a moment to breathe, to to take an inventory, okay, like, okay, let me think about me, okay, I'm, you know, look at me, I have been through a lot, and I'm still standing, like, an inventory yes. of, of your strengths, like, I'm still standing, you know what, and the truth is, I, I kick butt in a lot of places in my life, and yeah. I'm a really good friend, I'm a really good sister, I'm a really good daughter, it's like, right, because then you can feel, okay, then you have the ability to soothe her, then you have the ability to say, come here, angel. And uh, you know what I often say, if you find you start over identifying what fine with emotions, shake it off because you know that you can't, there's, there's a little girl. And if you imagine a little girl that you love or a little boy that you love, mm-hmm. that is sad, that is feeling and believing, right? Is feeling so sad and believing that somehow if this person doesn't love them, that they are going to be alone forever. I mean, that's real for them. Yeah. And if you can, you can call on what I always say that mama bear that is you, that you that is very strong, that is intuitive, that is wise. And you can turn towards that little one and you can say, come here, angel, tell me, talk to me. What are you feeling, love? And just mirroring it. You're not trying to fix anyone. You're not trying to tell him or her that it's inappropriate what they're feeling. You're honoring for the first time that part of you is being heard. It's being seen. She's being recognized. I hear you. I hear that you're sad. I feel that, hear that you're angered and enraged. I hear that. And then you can ask her, what do you need? Angel, tell me, what do you need? What do you need from me? And just listening, because really the journey is you building trust with these younger parts of you. You building trust so that you get to where saying, you know what? I hear you and I honor everything you've told me, but I'm going to buckle you up in the seat next to me because I'm going to drive. It's like building a bridge between those exactly. parts of yourself. Exactly. Building a new relationship with these parts of you that lets them know I hear you and I honor you and I totally get, right? It's like that learning that distinction that you can honor the feelings, but letting her or him know that the story that they told themselves about what was happening, that was never true. Right. Right. And that's an important distinction, right? It's like, I hear that you're really sad, honey. And I hear, I hear you, but I want you to know that this story that you told yourself, that's that, that these people behave that way because it was because you weren't enough. You weren't lovable, honey. That was never true. Yeah. And that's powerful to really allow yourself to believe something new that feels so much better absolutely. and is more accurate. And, and, and you know what? I always know that my tat work is whenever I work with anyone is to open that crack of possibility. 
Mm-hmm. Because once you open a crack of possibility, like, okay, I don't see it. I don't need to, you know, I always say, you don't need to know the hows, the where's, the why's. You don't need to know any of that right now. But when you can just begin to say, okay, well, I see other people have done this. I can do it too. Once there's a crack yeah. of possibility, then you are open to the tools. Then you are open to the to learning the new skills, the new strategies that support you in cultivating the kind of relationships, the kind of future that you're really wanting to create. Yeah. And I feel like that leads me to kind of the concluding question I have for you, Prem, is what do you hope your readers will take away from this book? You know, I really, again, what I hope they'll take away is is a sense of possibility that really it's not about someone outside you it's about you you know it's kind of like the title of the book and i'm gonna hold it up here but you can see it in the background too yes it's possibility right becoming available to love and be loved and and that was such an aha for my the client that i work with and and it's such an aha for all of us that it's really an inner journey and so i really want readers to take away that this is possible for them to begin to to have the tool to have the understanding of how how to begin to cultivate that relationship with themselves that allows them to become available to to create the kind of love and relationship in their life that they that they really desire whether you're already in a relationship or you're really desiring to create that that it is possible for you and to really and to be a stand this is not about settling. This is not about, you know, I get that all not being okay with what you're not okay with. This yes. is about saying, knowing I'm standing for more. I'm standing for amazing. And knowing that once you get clear, it's because, you know, I always say one of the most important keys in creating health relationships with other people is knowing that you're worthy of one. Yes. And you also help people who have just come out of relationships to consciously uncouple and to really navigate that period in their lives and their own journey. So your work is really relevant to people who want to be in successful relationships that bring them so much deep happiness and joy and those that are concluding one and in that place of of doing that healing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, I, you know, honestly, when I work with couples, I always have them in the beginning for our first sessions work individually, because even as you uncouple, it is an inside journey so that when you can get clear and you can let go of your own victimization, because when usually when relationships are ending, there's a lot of victimization and that's normal. But to, to know that if you really want to create, create moving forward in a way that leaves everyone whole, that leaves everyone healthy, that it's looking at your own inner journey and who you would need to be to create that together. So, you know, again, it's always an inside job. (laughs) It is Prem. And so is the best way for listeners to reach you at premglidden.com? Absolutely. Feel free to contact me. I offer a a free 30 minute discovery session. You can on my website, there's a free uh, lovely possibility meditation that you can download. I have also have some of my favorite quotes on there for you to download and just uh, so, so great to be here with you today, Lisa. Thank you so much. It is. And I know you have a meditation in your book. I, I read your book on a Kindle, so I could definitely link easily to the guided meditation you offer. And then on social media, you're at Pram Glidden Coaching on Facebook. 
and at Transformation Coach Prem on Instagram. I feel I like it's noteworthy to mention it. So listeners can connect with you. No, that that would be the best way. Feel free to reach out. I would love to chat with you and and help you kind of close your gap between where you are and where you want to be and and to open to possibility to come available to love and be loved. So yeah, that would be that would be great and I'd love to support anyone in in really creating the love and the life that you are so deeply worthy of. Well, thank you for helping me on that journey, Prem. I'm so appreciative of you. Absolutely. Such a gift as always to connect with you, my dear one. Same here. Okay, Prem. Well, thank you so much for your time. All right. Much love. Take good care. Much love. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That concludes my show today with Prem Glidden, just a wonderful, wonderful healing practitioner that I have worked with and want to share with you. I like to share everyone and everything that's been of significant value in my life. And Prem Glidden is definitely that. So shout. And please give a written review of all things therapy. Reach out, nolatherapy.com and nolatherapy on social media. All my love. Bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.